You are listening to Get Real Podcast. Dan, I have to say this coffee that you made is really, really good. Thanks. <laughs> I'm excited because, <laughs> not just because of this really good coffee you made, but we've been chosen. For jury duty again. <laughs> not I jury duty. I can't believe duty. they picked me. <laughs> we've been chosen to preview a new album from an artist that I've been listening to for several years now. Her name is Leia. It's called Ancient Winter. I really believe that you and I were made to review this album because there's several aspects of this that we both really, really like and are very passionate about. First one is she is often referred to as the metal Enya and there's a very strong Celtic stream in her music and we both really get excited about that. We love holiday and Christmas music. Yes. We always have. Ever since I was a kid, that was a big passion of mine and I'm not talking about Paul McCartney sounding like he's half soused behind a Casio keyboard singing It's a Wonderful Christmas Time. That that really gets me nowhere. And <laughs> yeah, I don't like that song. Simply have oh, it. Oh, please. No, no. Oh, I want to beat my head against the wall when I hear that song. And that's what they play on the radio ad nauseum I, it, over and over again. I do think that we were born for this occasion and for this album. Yes. I only have one problem. What's, what's that? I think they missed it on the title. Okay. I think it should have been called Chill Bump City. Oh, <laughs> so Chill Leah, Bump. <laughs> Leah, please consider that. Yeah, yes. It's Chill Bump City. Chill Bump City. See, Chill Bumps, there's this simultaneous reaction when part of the hippocampus and part of the amygdala do this little <laughs> dance and you get chill bumps. That's what this whole thing did to me. Blew my mind. How did you? How do you spell that? I don't hip, know. Hip, I just happened to be reading one of the many books that I listened to <laughs> on Audible Nut, and I listened to, and, and it was talking about music in the brain. And when you go through this thing, I actually knew when I was listening to that the the Christmas one. What, what's the name of that? Light one? of the world. Light of the world. Okay, and it had that whole thing going on, which we're going to get into, and I don't want to spoil it. But it it gave me chill bumps like crazy, and moved me. I'm a big old man, but it moved me to tears in a worshipfulness. It was beautiful. So anyway, Chill Bump City. Think about it, Leah. You know what? No royalties. I mean, we can talk about that. <laughs> yeah. Just have your people. Call our people. <laughs> <laughs> our people is like Mac the dog downstairs and Casey who's sleeping behind me right now. Hi, Casey. She's entertained. We don't have people. <laughs> we have canines. <laughs> this place has gone to the dogs, Dan. What can I say? This album... As a matter of fact, I had the opportunity to listen to all the songs on it. And there was one in particular that we'll talk about in a minute where I was eating a cheeseburger. Shock. I was eating a cheeseburger <laughs> and I got so teared up. I almost choked on the cheeseburger. So we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. But they Dan, can put warnings. <laughs> Chill yes, bumps. Yes. Um, <laughs> trouble swallowing. You know, Leah, this Christmas album could really. <laughs> Leah, I will send you an email of recommendations of warnings to put on yeah. the album. This will you will experience extreme chill bumps. And possibly choke on your cheeseburger <laughs> while you're listening. I should not have been eating while I was listening to this album because it moved me so much. But Dan, the other day when she re released Light of the World, I sent the video to you, the lyric video. Yes. And immediately you called me and you told me about the chill bumps and you started to break it down what you were hearing there. I'm going to play the intro to that what song. What time in the morning was that? 
It was pretty early. It was like zero six hundred. Yeah, in the it was morning. like six in the morning for I normal was surprised. people. I was surprised you were awake. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. This guy. <laughs> so here's the intro to Light of the World. We're gonna break this. We're gonna break this down. Okay. Right there. Let's just stop there. Share with our listeners what you said to me, just off those few verses that you heard. Well, it, obviously, all of us, especially in the Western world, we're going to have feelings and thoughts and heritage in response to Christmas, the Christmas story, the narrative, right? And what this did, this whole Middle Eastern, Babylonian-ish sort of feel to it, I guess from the Magi perspective, Immediately, it kind of trans- transcended for me the normal Western European, the, the hymns, the things, which I love. Mm-hmm. But this took it into this perspective that these people were following something. They had maybe leftovers from, from Daniel and the from Babylonian, the Babylonian captivity. captivity. They had these things that they're looking and studying the heavens, and the heavens profoundly were going something magnificent a one-time shot, something is happening of great and ultimate significance right now and right here. You know, it took them a while, maybe a year or two to actually get there. Right. But they knew the dates. They knew the stars. They knew something magnificent was happening. And to me, from an artistic perspective and appreciating the song, it was very moving to take it out of my normal context or even out of the Hebrew context and have it someone deep in paganism or whatever they were into responding to creation and then being drawn right into the Christmas narrative. You hit the nail on the head with that. I do that occasionally. You you, you, you do that occasionally. (laughs) What got me very, very excited about this particular song is before it was released, she sent an email out where she said she's been asked, are there religious themes in, in this, uh, in this album, she's like, yes. And it was a capital Y-E-S. And especially in this song, Light of the World. And she talks about how this wasn't something that she just thought about, but it was what bubbled up naturally. And I think that's what is some of the mystery behind this entire album. I, I'd like to look at this from the prophetic arts perspective. And that's what we're doing. We're doing this a little bit differently. And when you hear the intro there, it takes you to Babylon, basically. And the first people to travel outside of Israel to come see the King of Kings after he was born about two years later, it took him a while to get there, as you said, were the Magi. And they were deep into the mystery religions of Babylon, but they knew that there was going to be this Messiah. And I think in this intro, you really get a feel for that apprehensiveness of the unknown as they're uh, traveling through the deserts to get to where they need Mm. to go. There's a lot of staccato in there that's very indicative of Middle Eastern music. And staccato is very disassociated, disjointed. That's really the definition for it. But then also you have the heavy rhythm. And what I find fascinating by that, yes, I did nerd out on this last night before we did this, is that the percussion and the drum was key and instrumental in Babylonian worship. Wow. So you have a worshipful travel to go see the King of Kings. Wow. 
it's camel-esque a little bit, the rhythm. Yeah, it is camel-esque. Camels yeah. can be kind of goofy, but it's not. Um, when when I listen to it, you you see them traveling across the desert. I read that email or, or that, that text, too, when she was describing it. It just nailed it. I love the way the feel of it. It draws me in mysteriously, like what you were saying. It's, myster- it's mysterious. And unfortunately, a lot of the mystery has been taken out of Christmas by the Western Church. Yes. And think about the juxtaposition of the contrast of... The local Hebrew king, he was like, what king? Try, wanted to kill. Yeah. And these guys, they, the Babylonians, they were seemed to be the nemesis, right? Yes. But these were being drawn out of these kind of enemies of Israel, out of this curiosity in the heavens. Their interpretation with the wisdom of God and the revealing pointed to this is special. This is significant. Yes. Don't take costly things and we better bow before this one. This is the universe is saying this is the big deal right here. Right here. Ooh, that's fresh. Oh man. Like it. This album is just priceless. So let's go take a little bit more. Listen, this is Light of the World that we're talking about off of Leia's new album, Ancient Winter. So we go from staccato, disjointed, to a melody. I feel and start to sense a building of some grace here. This is one of those albums that you just can't listen to once in the background and be like, oh yeah, that's that's good stuff. This is one, if you really sink your teeth into it, you're going to be born again by the time you're done listening to it. Because you have that sharp stop, just this abrupt stop of the staccato of the Middle Eastern and then you start to move into grace. Mm. And there's always it's like a, a drawing. It's like a draw up. There's a drawing and there's an abrupt stop at this place that you and I talk about called Sinai uh. and the law. And then you start to move into the grace and she starts singing very, very gracefully. And then the grace, the melody builds and swells even more. And this is absolutely beautiful. I'm flying. Okay. So we made a couple transitions there. We just upped the notch of melody and blending and the ethereal voice takes you away to a whole nother it's transcendental it takes you into a whole nother dimension but she switches character yeah that's not easy to do it, it, it wouldn't seem like it would no because it's not like she it was a guy singing and then all of a sudden a girl came in it was the same sweet voice but it was a different character and she pulled it off that's like a an actor being able to play someone with schizophrenia or you, you know when they yeah. really pull it off and they yeah. won an award that was so beautiful because the other was setting the pace. It was the drawing. It was the mystery. And then the transcendent revelation of the, 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 the one that had been prophesied, the one that the earth was waiting for. Ooh, that, man. That's good stuff. That is good stuff. I'm not kidding, man. I had to wipe my eyes. And, and I said, when you sent it to me, 
you had listened to her a lot more than I had, and mm-hmm. you, you sent her to me something several months ago. We're going to get to that one but, in a minute. Yeah. Um, when you sent this one to me, I brought my daughter. She was all groggy because it's like six o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Here I am waking up. I house. played it the video. Oh man, uh-huh. we I played the video. I played it on YouTube right there. My daughter was like, "Wow." And uh, I sent it to a friend of ours in North Carolina. Yeah. He was like, wow. Everybody that heard it was just, wow. Yeah, so. it is. And that change of character, there's only one way that you can do that in a song like this, is that if the hand of the spirit is on you to yeah, do it. Tell you that, what. That's it. You're moving into a whole different dimension, a whole different realm when you're doing that. Because she's not saying that she's the light of the world. And you get that. Right. You know, that, that's how beautifully that is pulled off. It's, it's ethereal revelation. It's, it's the heavens. It's the Holy Spirit, you know, saying that, look, Jesus was the, uh, yes, I she, love this song. She does I it love so it. beautifully. And you know what I like about the video is at the end of the video, the imagery of the tree of life protected by the two cherubim yeah and that's what this is all about. And this is what we've been talking about throughout the get real podcast. It's the return to Eden. That's why Christ came. That's why he died was so that we can return to Eden. And that's Christmas. And that's Christmas right there. Yeah. That is that is Christmas right there. This song is Light of the World. Absolutely beautiful song. Divinely inspired, I would say, in the way that it was written, the way that it's performed. But the song that really caught my ear when the promotions for this album started coming out was her song Redemption. And this is the first song that I sent to you. And we're going to go take a little listen to that. And we're going to talk about that for a minute because this song really described and hit us between the eyes because it's where you and I have been at over the past several months. Hmm. So the intro to this song, here we go. I want to just listen to the intro real quick and talk about this here. Okay, so we start off with pipes. Very light, very free. They kind of listeth where they will and desire to go. Again, this song starts with a drawing, and this song is about redemption. And it just reminded me in Scripture of how Jesus said that the Spirit listeth where it will. It just goes where it desires. Uh, We really can't put our finger on it. It just, the the Spirit does what it will do. That's how people are redeemed. That's one of the reasons why people have a hard time trying to quantify salvation, because it's a mystery in a lot of ways. There's a mystery to it. The Greek uh, root of uh, pneumatic comes to mind when you're talking about a wind instrument or you're talking about, um, you know, like words like pneumonia. It's a breathing. There's something going on. So you hear like a a Celtic flute or a different thing like that. And it brings um, kind of the, uh, I was thinking about it, Celtic music. It's kind of like the Middle East of the West. Yeah. You think that? Yeah. I, I, when I So when I hear that music, even the way it's used in films or in, in anything, we tend to think, whoa, there's a spiritual thing to that. Whether people would think paganism or think, but they think, from the something ethereal, something pneumatic, something of the spirit or of of the beyond, it comes with a, a kind of Celtic feel to me. So, and the Celts, that culture, did a lot in the propagation of the gospel. Oh, absolutely! They had a very uh, their history is just very rich with sharing the gospel, and we would not be sitting here if it weren't for what they contributed to that. 
I don't think Chill Bump City makes a very Celtic sounding name for an album. <laughs> but, you know, it subtitle. sounds like Loretta Lynn. <laughs> a, a, a subtitle. But here's the chorus of this song, Redemption, that hit Dan and I right between the eyes. I because put this on repeat and I, I worked the better part of the day just listening to this song over and over again. It has that effect, doesn't it? Yeah. It, it really does. So here's the chorus. The reason why that affected me, and I think it affected you in the same way, is we've been believers for many years, and we've known the Lord, but we really haven't seen the fullness of the Lord until our walk with Him now. So it's possible for somebody to be a believer, somebody to be saved, and know the Lord, know some principles about Him, and see some things that He does in their life. But there is a bliss to redemption that he wants us to be in. Yeah. And that, I believe, Dan, is what you and I have been experiencing as we've been on this, this part of the crazy journey of our, of our walk with the Lord. Our eyes are being opened to the reality and the reality of what it is to walk in the Spirit and that God does speak to us on a daily basis and that he is sovereign and that his hand is in everything. Yeah. You can't, you can't get away from it. Yeah. And when you get into that bliss you fall deeper and deeper in love with the Lord. And it's, it's that relationship aspect. And, and people may hear us and think like, what are these guys talking about? You talk like you're really experiencing God. Oh, uh, we are. We are. And it, when you feel that as somebody that I don't get myself worked up about a bunch of stuff, you know, but when I feel God giving me a, an assurance of salvation, an assurance of eternal life, an assurance, something beautiful of him, he really did redeem me and and fixed me and gives me joy and peace in the midst of all of the other crazy stuff going on in the world it's wonderful and it's rich it is and and this song brought that up in me and and nurtured me in the in the holy ghost did a lot of people would say well here you guys go again christianizing everything that you listen to well okay that's fine you can you can say that but if you go deeper into the song here we go. Here's who she's talking about. Okay, you rest your feet on your enemies. That's in the Psalms. Psalm 110, verse 1. And then where he commands the wind where to blow, well, that is in the New Testament. That's a reference to that time when he was in the boat with his disciples and the storm arose. Mm. And they were all freaking out on top of the ship while he's down there taking a nap. And he gets up. And actually, they were on their way to the gathering demoniac when that storm occurred. And he gets up and he just commands the wind. And he's like, where's your faith? Don't you believe me? And then she goes right into there. All I can do now is believe in you now. Yeah. These are the things that you do. So this isn't about some Fabio guy that swoons you away and temporarily 
makes life better for you, but it's about the living Christ. What well, kind of blew him away? Isn't that when the disciples said, you know, what manner of man is this that even the wind and wave? Obey? Yes, that's exactly. Yeah. That's exactly. And that's in the book of Luke where that's talked about. This album is just sovereign. That's the best way that I can describe it. The work that was put into it, every one of these songs brings to light the true meaning of what Christmas is about. It's about the birth of the Messiah so that we can be saved from our sins. Oftentimes we forget that. A lot of people celebrate Christmas and they're like, well, you know, hey, presents and Grinch and everything like that. But this drives it back home. And I looked at the lineup of who she's got that helped with this album. Troy Donnelly from Nightwish does the pipes. Every time he plays those pipes, that gives me chill bumps just, yeah, to, be, yeah. just to begin with. And then the... Keeps messing with my hippocampus. <laughs> If you want your hippocampus messed with, <laughs> listen to this album, uh, Ancient Winter by, by Leia. I hope we win the gift bag by doing this, by the way. Hint, hint. <laughs> but you also have your viola and violin player is Shiran Yunan. A lot of people don't know her, but she is classically trained. Her father was a renowned orchestral conductor. She has played with bands such as Epica and Elvete. And back in February, March timeframe, we talked about the logos in the songs of Alvete, how it's so close. It's just that precipice of truth mm -hmm. where you're almost there to the gospel, especially with their new album, Atignatos. These words I'm not really good at pronouncing, but it's the precipice of truth and it almost gets you there. And I believe that this album if you listen to both of those together, you hear the Raven Cry in the Elvete album, and here you hear the dove, you hear the spirit. The Raven Cry is what drives you to this. So I find it very interesting that you have the violin player, the string player from Elvete on this album, and then you have Troy from Nightwish, which we've often talked about the logos that we see in what they're doing and how God actually moves through them. Yeah. So there is the song, Upon Your Destiny, I want to talk about this one real quick because this is the one that I almost choked on my cheeseburger on. So this song just completely blew me away. That's the one you, you played me earlier. Yes, yeah, okay. it is. So here we go. Just stopping right there. There's really two intros to this song. And this is, of course, the first intro, really. And on the message board for the launch team, which we've been selected to be a part of to do this, one of the guys writing reviews was like, hey, Leia, what is the language that you're speaking in this in this song, Upon Your Destiny? She responded, it's a mystery. It's not a language, but it's a mystery. Hmm. So for those that might know what we're talking about, I think you know what we're talking about. But that's the first intro to that song, and here we go, and I want to talk about this. This is a song, really, that I see of many doors, and the stringed instruments are used to open up those doors. Again, an inviting. First of all, that reminds me of a Christmas album I had when I was a kid. Which one? It was Silent Night. It was one of those special Hallmark ones that you got for a few bucks at the Hallmark store, but it was all stringed instruments. Mm. And I loved it. Just the warmth of the strings that are there. 
she really captures the whole spirit of the Christmas season in, in these songs that she has. But there again, you hear the pizzicato on the strings. Ooh, I'm throwing out some Dude, music. I tell you, man. <laughs> I did some studying last night. The nerd is in his element. <laughs> the pizzicato, the apprehensive steps. And then when I hear that single stringed instrument, I think of a small cracking open of a door. Hmm. It's going to lead you uh, I feel somewhere you. else. I feel you, you. Feel, feel, me, feel me on that one? <laughs> feel me on that one? So then we go a little bit further into the song. This song, as it progresses, that is just absolutely beautiful. That's about where I choked on my cheeseburger. It swells. It grows. It goes from the single string to the whole full orchestra with depth in it. And then you have those words, which are words of the Lord, that I will never leave you or forsake you. Yeah. I mean, this is not, to me, this is all year you know, I, I could listen to this yes. around the year. It, yeah. it could be in the middle of August, and I'm, I am I would worship to Ab- this. Absolutely. And let me tell you, just to kind of quantify or qualify this, there is a lot of, quote, worship music. There's a lot of huge franchise, massive megachurches that put out stuff. Mm-hmm. And some of the stuff I'm like, whoa, that's kind of draws me into a depth of worship. And then there's some of it that I'm like, yuck, a lot of it. And I try not to be critical. And some of that's just me, my personality. Some of it's because somebody doesn't really have that in them. They are putting out what they think they need to put out or they're part of an industry just doing something. There is no doubt in my mind that this is the overflow of a testimony of something that was felt, that is there, that is present, that is authentic. It's a release of something that's really there. There is more sound doctrine and word in these songs than I hear in most of the worship songs in church on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. A lot of that is just fluff. This goes to straight. I mean, that is word. That comes straight out of scripture right there. Right to the heart of the matter. And and so, Leah, thank you for releasing this. Absolutely. This song, Upon Your Destiny, again, as I said, it just continues to swell as it goes on. The strings, the use of the strings. All of this, I can, the best way to describe it, everything in it is perfect. The orchestration in it, the musical backdrop, it's not just a backdrop to highlight the vocals. It all combines together and goes somewhere. And when you listen to this album, what you have to do, listen to it several times and listen to the vocals. Then listen to each of the different parts. If you if you know how to do that, listen to the strings, listen to the percussion, because it all tells the story. And that just reminds me of the sovereignty of God, whether or not she realized how in-depth this was when she was doing it, what was bubbling up or whatever. It's just sovereignly done. I think that this is going to have a huge impact on a lot of people. And as a matter of fact, it has. Remember when the song Redemption came out and we started sharing the YouTube comments with each other? And one guy wrote on there, you must be some sort of witch. This is enchanting. And I thought about that. And when you listen to this album, and this is a sad commentary on most of what is considered church or Christianity, we have forgotten that God reached out to those that were bound in the Babylonian mystery religion Mm -hmm. in a huge way. That's why the Magi came. 
That's why Israel was in captivity in Babylon for how many years? They had all of the temple artifacts there. They had the prophets that were there. He had an outreach for them because people that are involved in that are very hungry for real spiritual things. Hmm. Very, very much so. But unfortunately, the way that we portray it in church today and Christianity is, all right, you know, become a Christian and do right. Do good things, right? Live by the law. There's no nothing, nothing magical about that. There's nothing mystical about that. There's nothing of life about that. It's just because the letter kills. It really does. Well, think about it. Uh, what is the saying that familiarity breeds contempt? contempt? And there's something about churchy voices saying churchy things that it may be authentic. It may just be part of a culture around a church body or a country. And it's just kind of a, you know, it's like singing the national anthem, whether you feel it or whether you don't feel it. But when you have a magi from Babylon bringing priceless gifts because he saw something in the heavens that told him that, no, this is happening. Yeah. And from that perspective, he was revealed something. It's very fresh. It's very authentic. I think in a similar way, you know, the feel that even a lot of Christians and a lot of people that maybe were being drawn to God felt when um, Evanescence. Evanescence, okay. yep. <laughs> But think of the way that a lot of people responded to Evanescence because there were these psalmic, oh, God, save me from, from this that was being sung in a gothic sense, almost in a Babylonian sense, in a, yeah. a non-churchy aspect that resonated with the world. It resonated with people in the church. They were like, I like this better than I like just the next Hosanna praise song. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And there was something authentic about it and beautiful because it was meeting just the fallen human as if God is real. This is not some churchy charade or familiarity, contemptuous familiarity. It's beautiful. And another comment that I would have on this musically what is there about stringed instruments like cello and violin that there's something about those overtones that are very, it's human, but it's, it's got this surreal touch to it. So it makes this, um, this emotional narrative. It's mm-hmm. like, it's, it's human, but it's a, it's a little bit above us. And, and I don't know, man, it's moving. there. There have been psychological studies done on the timber of different instruments. And one of the ones that they've looked at is, of course, the violin and the viola. And the violin and the viola, the emotion that the timber of that instrument strikes in a lot of people to cause the chill bumps is the romantic feeling. Hmm. And that's very beautiful in all of this because a walk with Christ and a walk in the spirit is actually a romantic walk hmm. in, in the true sense, of, true sense of the word. That's why when you take your wife to Olive Garden for a fancy meal and the violin player comes up. It, <laughs> Do they have violin players? No, they don't. I'm just making that up, okay? That's why That's why you get a violin player in a fancy restaurant where you're supposed to be romancing your, your wife, okay? And See, I think of making myself sick off free breadsticks. I don't think of a romantic like occasion with a violin player at that restaurant. That's why you don't get a tuba player. <laughs> okay. no, no, hey, no, no. I really, my wife and I were celebrating our anniversary. I, how about throwing down on a nice polka, maybe? <laughs> That's funny, tuba. Le- Leia, if you can do something with a tuba, <laughs> <laughs> this coffee is really, really good. It is really, really good. good. Something about the timbre of a tuba. <laughs> really, it was so ethereal. 
Oh, oh, where did we, we wanna, go? When is she going to come out with a tuba album? I mean, we're going to go from Chillbook City to... Um, what would a tuba evoke in the hippocampus? What would it do? I don't know. I don't know, man. We'll, we'll have to figure There's that gotta one out. There's got to be somebody with a triple doctorate that's going to do a study. I want to see a double-blind controlled study about what, what the hippocampus and the amygdala do with a nice polka. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But this album really is, it, it, it's a gift. It was a privilege for us to be selected to talk <laughs> the, about this. They're going to give us the gift basket, and then they're going to say, just make sure never review anything <laughs> Don't else touch that we any of our stuff ever again. You guys are no, but horrible. We're, hey, I'm being authentic. I love this from front to back. Everything that I've heard of it, it is just beautiful chill bumps worshipful it is now in and i don't just open up to every little christmas album that comes out you've yeah. always talked about uh, your favorite rendition of silent night by stevie nicks by stevie nicks stevie nicks yes what is there about this the freshness of having um somebody from the outside because it's not churchy that's what it is and because god is using them in spite of themselves and there's yes. a um a beauty. It's like treasure in earthen vessels. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. Exactly. And this this album is a treasure. If you want to get this, one of the things that blows my mind about Leia is that she is not part of a record label. She made her own record label. So she can do whatever she wants. And nice. I believe that's why there's the freedom that's in this. And you and I were talking about this before the before we started the podcast. As I shared some of these songs with my wife, I was like, hey, uh, Leia, the the Metal Enya has come out with a new album. She's like, oh, here we go. You know, Metal Christmas. And she was about ready to laugh. Mm -hmm. She started listening. She's like, that's not metal. I was like, no, it's not really metal. But really what metal has become today, and I think we've seen this with Devin Townsend. We see this with Nightwish. We see this with a lot of artists, even Epica. It's just kind of this umbrella to do whatever you feel. You know, it's it's an arena of freedom yeah. is, is pretty much it's what the it is. Audubon. If you want to go as fast as you want, if you want to primal scream, if you want to play guitar till you start melting the crowd, you can do that. Right. But you can also put on the Celtic pipes and, and, and have something that you want to express on the softer side. I tell you what, nobody does soft stuff like people in the metal world. No, it's always been that way. I mean, go back to the scorpions in the eighties and, uh, White snake. White snake. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm gonna, let's bring oh, mullets boy. back. Yes, but mullets yes. are back. I was getting are my haircut they? the other day. Yeah, and the, the guy right in front of me got his mullet, and I was like, man, I want a mullet and a Camaro. You're gonna be a mullet mullet wearing tuba player. <laughs> is, that, is that where we're going? <laughs> you know, I'm gonna do an experiment on myself tonight. On the on my way home, I'm gonna listen to. Um, tuba music okay mexican banda use banda there uses a lot of tuba and i'm gonna see and i'm gonna write down my thoughts and then i'm gonna listen to um to some of uh Leia's album yes okay for those of you that are i highly recommend this album this is what everybody's getting for christmas this year from me so be ready if you want to get a copy of this album you can get it at the leahshop.com or you can go to leahmusic.net. That's L-E-A-H-M-U-S-I-C dot net. I'm going to be putting a written review up on this on the lithoscry.com website. So people, there's some more things that I want to discuss that would be better written than, than spoken. Uh, and I'm going to put the links on lithoscry.com for people to go get a copy of this album and make this a great Christmas gift for everybody. Yep. Move over, Johnny Mathis. 
and Paul McCartney. Oh, no, no. That one, that has got to go down as one of the most annoying Christmas songs. To me, I mean, we're probably offending somebody. I just, I've never liked that one. It makes me want to rip the radio out of the car. It, it really does. It annoys me. Yeah. I think he was drunk when he wrote it and performed it. I could do better with a Casio keyboard. Yeah. Just you, myself. You could rock it. You I could wrap it. I could wrap it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, this was an honor to be able to review. Uh, we do appreciate being having a copy of it sent to us so we could listen yes. to it. And it's uh, magical and a beautiful sense of what that would mean. And how would you, how did you redeem that? What's a better way to put that? Magical would seem a bit pagan. How could I say it? Wow. What is it? We don't need to stop this until we come up with a better way to say no, that. No, we don't. But, uh, but well, you understand you, what I'm I trying understand to say. I understand what you're th- saying. And I'm going to make one other comment is that on the board for the launch team that we're a part of, one of the guys commented on there, and this meant a lot to me. He said, hey, I'm a pagan, but this moves me and I love this. Wow. That's where it's at, man. Well, think of the Babylonians when they were taking the children of Israel into captivity and for mirth, they required of them a song. And it's when they hung their harps upon the, the That's willows, right. right? That's right. And yes. they wanted to hear something. They knew that the way these people sing is different. There's some reality. There's something that fits the human psyche with the way that somebody that actually is in touch with the divine, with the maker, there's something that goes on in that, that is moving and it's different than just churchy, churchy. It's something real that's under that. That's what I hear in yes. this album. That's what I hear in this okay, album. Okay, here's your replacement word for magical. Anointed. Fist bump. Fist bump. That's Absolutely. it right there. That wasn't the and that's And that's what the Babylonians saw in the Hebrews when they were brought into captivity into Babylon, is they saw the anointing and they couldn't put their finger on it. Just like Simon the Sorcerer when he saw the apostles. Hey, how much can I pay for the... Yeah, let me buy that. Let me buy that spirit that you got there. You you guys have more power than I do. And that's what people are responding to in Leia's voice. And in, in her gifting is they're responding. That's why they say, hey, you must be you must be some sort of witch. So, some sort yeah. of witch. Okay, because they're not used to that coming from somebody that's got so much logos. Okay, in the music. I mean, these are just logos pack songs. Yeah. And... It's not like you're getting just the letter of the law or the letter of the word. You get the anointing of the spirit and oh, how that term has been so bastardized. Yeah. You know, everybody thinks, you know, like, yeah, well, yeah, yeah okay. you know where I'm going with it. Okay. Uh, I'm not going to go there. Nice mental yes, edit. Yes. I, I mental heard edit all right that. there. Yep. Okay. And I'm sure our listeners did too. But Leia, <laughs> thank you so much yes, for allowing you. us to. Uh, we're sorry about the tuba comments, but, <laughs> but th- you know, think about just, that's my only problem. Chill Bump City is a better, Chill Bump better City. title. Yeah, so absolutely. Absolutely. You kind of missed that part, but I'm not going to hold it against you. So. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, really good release. <laughs> Thank you, Leia. Thank you for everybody uh, to listening to this edition of the Get Real Podcast. If you want to find out more about us, you can look us up at Lithos Cry. That's L-I-T-H-O-S-C-R-Y.com. Or if you completely disagree with us, want to choke <laughs> us or send us... Uh, comments uh questions or anything like that you can email us at lithoscry l-i-t-h-o-s-c-r-y at gmail.com people peace out and rock on i didn't really cry during that song it was allergies lithoscry.com